This is the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast on the WVSA Digital Network. From the Sport Pens International Studios in Charleston, West Virginia, here's your host, Marcus Cole. Welcome to the podcast. We have another great show on tap. Before we welcome our guests, I want to remind you to like, subscribe, and share our program. Now, this helps us get the word out to others and let them know that we're providing valuable information designed for soccer players, coaches, referees, and parents. We're excited to welcome back uh, this next guest, Lindsay Hazard, registered dietitian and owner of Cherish Nutrition. Lindsay, welcome back to the program. Thanks for having me. I think this is like my third time, maybe. Yeah, third or fourth. I know you're becoming one of my regulars. I love it. (laughs) Well, we're excited to have you back because we're going to be talking about preseason nutrition. Of course, we're here uh, getting ready to go into August, and we've got uh, not only college players, but high school players and middle school players and grassroots players and club players Mm -hmm. all getting ready to go back to the grind after a summer season of relaxing, hopefully having some fun, going on vacation, and maybe (laughs) not the best eating. Um, I know I haven't. (laughs) My nutrition has gone completely downhill over the last month or so. So we're going to talk about kind of getting back into things. So why don't we jump right into it? Um, When these soccer players are starting to get back into that zone nutritionally, what is the most important thing to do or to remember? There's a lot of things to remember when you're trying to get back in the zone, but my big thing with all of the athletes I'm working with is over the summer, it's really hard to have consistency. So a consistent meal schedule, consistent snack schedule, where we're just really regularly fueling our body and giving it the nutrients that it needs. So going back into the school year, I know a lot of people aren't excited about it, but nutritionally, it can be great because you really get back into a schedule so that you're able to really get in that consistent nutrition that your body really needs for energy and for recovery. Is that consistency? um, I would assume that it would be extremely beneficial to your body because your body knows when it's going to get the the fuel that it needs at, at what times and things along that line so it can perform so much better. Is that right? Yes. And just when you think from a recovery standpoint, your body needs protein to heal all of your muscles. And if you're not regularly getting protein into your body, like how are we supposed to really make those adaptations? So it's just the consistent schedule can be really beneficial. And then for a lot of my teens over the summer, we're sleeping in so late that we're not able to really get in all the nutrition that we need. So I really do encourage my athletes to wake up by 10, get some food in, um, or else it's just, you're not setting yourself up for success because your body just, you're not able to physically get in all of that food you need from 11 to eight during the day. Now, of course, you bring up that, you know, maybe the sleeping in is a, is a mistake on their part to an extent from a nutritional standpoint. Um, what is probably the biggest mistake that athletes make when they start to get back into this nutritional routine? I would say that probably the biggest mistake that I see is not enough. Um, So when you think about getting back into activity again, I always just think about how sore I was the first two weeks of getting back into regular practice. And so you really want to nourish your body and help your body recover from that soreness. So your body actually does need a little bit more protein in that preseason time because your muscles are just a little bit more broken down. So really focusing on getting in good solid protein with your meal and making sure you are getting in a good recovery snack post-practice to really promote that healing. 
preseason is usually a pretty hot time of the year, uh, hot and humid, especially mm-hmm. this summer, it seems. Thing, I'm, temperatures I'm have in just Dallas. Crazy. I know. <laughs> I was recently in Oklahoma, and so it was hot. like it was the hottest week on record. It, you know, yeah. walk outside, and it's 112 degrees. It's like, good grief. But it's really fun. <laughs> what are some precautions that players need to be taking during this hot preseason time from a nutritional standpoint? Obviously hydration is huge. So really not skimping on hydration. I was actually just talking to a soccer player about this this morning. He has practice at one o'clock in the afternoon, which is pretty much the hottest time of the day here. And so his mom was like, what can we do to really promote hydration for him? And so, um, things that we can do to promote that hydration is really focusing on that sodium intake. So getting in some electrolytes. Um, and so what I'm having him do is we're using a noon sport tablet or a Pedialyte sport and drinking one of those in a couple hours leading into practice. And his practice is two hours long. So we're doing another one of those during practice plus an additional 20 ounces of Gatorade or Powerade to really promote that hydration. Because what that sodium does is it pulls that fluid into your muscles and just helps your body hold on to that hydration, that fluid, rather than it just going out of your body. Everyone's needs are different. So he is on the smaller side, on the younger side. So his needs aren't extremely high. My salty, salty sweaters, we have to really focus on it. We're adding extra salt to our meals. Might even be adding like an eighth of a teaspoon of salt to sports drinks just to promote that sodium intake because you're losing so much of it when it's hot outside. That's a great point. I don't think a lot of athletes really understand because I mean, sometimes we hear the marketing messages out there that sport drinks are bad because they're full mm-hmm. of sugar and all this other stuff, but they serve a purpose they as do. long as you're using it for the correct purpose. If you're, you know, a sedentary uh, type person that's just not doing a lot, Gatorade might not be the best option for you to drink, <laughs> but if you're a competitive athlete and you're out there and you're sweating and things along that lines, it's a great option for you. So we talked about that. Let's dive a little bit more into, um, I guess, the benefits of drinking water because i mean that's the big thing we hear is drink water drink more water drink more water um you know talk to us about what water necessarily does within an athlete yeah i mean so water is going to help with that hydration status so when you think of your muscles the um analogy I like to use is a dehydrated muscle looks like a raisin, a hydrated muscle looks like a grape so that hydrated muscle is full of fluid we that blood can rush through there. It just looks like it's ready to go where you look at that shriveled up raisin. It looks like it's going to cramp and get stuck. And when you're dehydrated, your muscles just can't contract like they're supposed to. So that can cause that cramping. Um, And so really hydration is, it helps with endurance. It helps with speed. It helps with power. Um, As little as 2% of being dehydrated. So losing 2% of your body weight from sweat can cause up to like a 10% decrease in performance. And so realizing hydration equals better performance can really help athletes work on that. And it's not something you can just make up for um, in one day. You really want to consistently be hydrated over time. Absolutely. And that's, you know, having a water bottle with you and taking sips on it throughout the entire day. I'm sure you've got one right there. I know you do. I knew you wouldn't disappoint me when I asked yes. about that. But yeah, I mean, it's it, it's true. And 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 you got to be able to put in the time of a hydration plan and putting it mm-hmm. and putting in the time of drinking the water yes. and, and using the electrolyte, you know, sport drinks when needed and all mm-hmm. the other 
different things that go along with it. Um, one thing I know that a lot of athletes that have complained to me about it, and I know my daughter and son have done that, you know, mm -hmm. I'm tired of drinking water. I'm tired of drinking yeah. Gatorade and all those other things. Um, food comes with mm -hmm. a lot of hydration, various foods. Talk to us about how you can get hydrated through food. Yeah, so hydration does come from foods, especially ones I think of over the summer, like that juicy watermelon has a lot of fluid in it. Um, I'm about to eat soup for lunch, which has fluid in it, not something you'd typically eat over the summer. Popsicles are another great way to get fluid in because it's just frozen water um, or frozen juice. And then with smoothies are a big thing I've been recommending to athletes um, this time of year, that heat can really impact our hunger, especially post-training, especially a hard training session. So getting a smoothie and afterwards it is hydrating it is light it has some protein and some carbohydrates to really help with that recovery so it's another way to really focus on meeting your hydration needs is using things like fruits vegetables have water in them as well smoothies popsicles that's what comes to mind to me I'm so glad you brought up smoothies because mm -hmm. smoothies I think not only are they popular I think that they're a great benefit for those athletes that um, you had talked about that uh, soccer player having a one o'clock in the afternoon training, but a lot of them do it early in the morning just so yep. they get out of the sun type of thing. And I know um, athletes that I've dealt with have are like they get up and get ready to go to training and like I'm really not in the mood to eat anything, mm -hmm. but you need something you have to fuel your body because your body's been asleep for seven, eight, nine hours and hasn't had any nutrition, but you need to do something. And I think smoothies are a wonderful option because they're light on you for the most part, and they're easily digestible. I mean, talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I definitely would look at how much time the athlete has because my athletes that have practice at six o'clock in the morning probably aren't going to get up and make a smoothie um, before before practice. Um, but they can be a really great tool just to get in some good carbs and protein before practice. For something like a smoothie, I'd recommend at least having an hour, hour and a half um, to digest it just because it is higher in fiber um, than something like a fruit snack or a granola bar is going to be, which can just be a little harder on your digestive system where I really like them for my morning athletes is afterwards, is after that session. Um, a lot of them don't want to go home and eat breakfast or, or eat a meal in general. And so that smoothie afterwards, as long as we're making sure there's a source of protein in it. So Greek yogurt, uh, protein powder, are typically the two that a lot of my athletes gravitate towards can be a really valuable tool for recovery. If you had just one single tip to give to our athletes, when it comes to getting back into that zone nutritionally after summer, what would that one tip be? Consistency, going back to that first question, and nothing great happens without that consistency. So when you think about your training, you're consistently training, like you don't get better from going to practice once a week. And it's the same thing with your nutrition, the way you're able to use it to help you as an athlete is to use it on a daily basis. And maybe it's a small change that we're working on making every day, but that small change can add up to big things. So consistency. Absolutely. Uh, those small changes can add up over time. You know, you, you look at yourself, you know, where were you a year ago in your nutrition and just yeah. a couple of small changes. It doesn't have to be, you know, 
it just doesn't have to be overnight. And I think a lot of people need to understand that a little bit more, that those changes take time to to develop into habits and and good practices and things along that lines. Um, Lindsay is working on some stuff for this fall. We're uh, hoping to uh, talk to her again at some point about some exciting things happening with uh, Lindsay and Cherish Nutrition. Uh, But Lindsay's a wonderful follow on social media and her website, just lots of good tips, lots of good information. Um, you know, talking a little, and, and one thing that I like about you too, is that you talk about your own nutrition, which I think is wonderful. Yeah. Cause it's always great that, you know, uh, well, you know, she says this and she says that, but I bet you <laughs> she does this and does that. And it's like, no, you walk the walk and talk the talk. Cause you're an athlete as well. Where can people follow you on social media? Yes, I'm at feeling.young.athletes on Instagram. That's really where I post working on the other things. But Instagram seems to be um, where I post the most. And then I do have a blog at cherishnutrition.net as well. Absolutely. You can find out more about Lindsay and and also uh, uh, services that she offers too as well to help you get back uh, into the swing of things and also improve your nutrition. Because when you improve your nutrition and your hydration, your level of play goes up so dramatically. It's, mm-hmm. it's, I wish more athletes understood that. Yes, it can be the missing piece. So if you feel like you're kind of in like a, a rut and you're not getting out of it, nutrition could really help pull you out and just be the big game changer there. That sounds great. Lindsay Hazard, registered dietitian and owner of Cherish Nutrition. Thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. Yes, thanks for having me. And thank you for listening to the show. Remember, make sure you like, subscribe, and share our program, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast. You can catch a brand new episode every Thursday morning here on the WVSA Digital Network or find us on our social media platforms at WV Soccer. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved.